I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate. And welcome to Topical Island. Each week, one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us. Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable? And what does it have to do with the opera? Will we get to work from home forever, ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more. As each week, we will take you to a different topical island. Hello, everybody. Hello, ladies. Hello to all of our island hoppers. How is everybody doing this week? Julie, what have you been up to? Hello. Well, you know, I don't have much of an update, except that I cannot get the story that we discussed last week, which was Stockholm Syndrome, out of my head. Really? I I am constantly thinking about it. And and I'm just going to, for those who haven't listened, go back and listen to Stockholm Syndrome. It is so fascinating and not the, it's not exactly what I thought Stockholm Syndrome, the genesis of it was, but the part that keeps that is sticking with me is that there was a the ar- an armed robber he got exactly what he wanted from the police and yet the hostages still were on his side and i keep thinking did they not know that the police had already given him money given him a car given him his friend like there was no reason to keep them anymore and yet they all fell in love and I can't stop <laughs> thinking about just it. One big group love. <laughs> it is just the most unusual outcome of a hostage situation that I could have even considered. It's so wild to me. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't get it out of my head. And uh, I will talk to anybody who's willing to listen about <laughs> it because I just don't get what happened there. And, huh. Especially with them all, like with them all doing, because I, I mean, I could see, you know, someone, you know, falling for the bad guy or whatever. But when you have the entire group of people, that's what's intriguing. Yeah, like, what are the chances that he picked the right group, the right four? How did he know? Or he was just that charming. He was just yeah. that charming. He was just that charming, and they were that perceptive to that kind of cultish mentality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been thinking about for the last <laughs> week. <Julie's> week. <laughs> but other than that, it is beautiful and it is fall and it is just so nice. And we haven't had any big gusts of wind or erratic snowstorms. So all the leaves are still out and they're beautiful. And oh, I love this time of year. Nice. Um, how about you, Kristen? Well, I completely agree. I was just saying to someone the other day, I wish this, this is just such a beautiful time and I wish it was so much longer, but I guess that's yeah. science, but um, <laughs> it is just the best. So I totally agree. I've been, I was just uh, saying that I, you know, life feels very hectic at the moment. I'm transitioning out of one job and into another and I'm trying to launch, I am on a board and I, and I run a mentorship program and I'm trying to launch that this week. And you know how sometimes things just all seem to happen at the same time. And so I've just been kind of like trying to keep my head above water and, and take it all in. Cause you know, it's, I, I'm leaving somewhere that I was for eight years, which is still hasn't fully sunk in. Maybe it won't sink in until I go somewhere else on Monday. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. So the yeah. ending of an era. No kidding. Totally. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Kate? 
Well, uh, I mean, only just hours ago, we returned from what is likely our final camping trip of the year. Um, mm. And yeah, just speaking of the fall, we we literally watched the trees change over the three days that we were there. Wow. Every morning we would wake up and it would be a little bit, um, you know, they, they would have changed a little bit in color and they were certainly falling off the trees where we were. And um, it was just a really beautiful uh, way to spend the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my updates have been camping related, but it was, it was great. It was nice to get out in the fresh air and... Um, spend a couple days in nature that does not mean that I do not really appreciate a nice long hot shower mm -hmm. when I come home so um, <laughs> yes I feel yeah. like it's it's kind of like when you okay maybe now Kate has run more running races than I have or ever will but it's kind of like that you know having a beer at the end of a race like the hot shower after camping like that that's all part of it it's the reward it's so good. It's so good. There's not quite, I, I haven't found like an equivalent. You're right. You're right. It's, it's equivalent to the reward at the end of a race, but there's something about a shower at the end of camping. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, um, that, that's been my most recent happenings, but lots, uh, Lots of nice fall activities. It sounds like we're all enjoying. Yes. And always a busy time of year. But what I'm really interested in is um, where Kristen is planning to take us today. Well, um, I'm taking you somewhere that I didn't know much about, but uh, I thought in honor of, you know, you're, we're starting to see Halloween stuff, stuff popping up all over the place. I'm taking us to a little bit of a creepy topic, which was the 2016 Great Clown Panic. Do you guys oh. remember? Oh, <laughs> wait, the Great Clown Panic? Yes. Don't you remember this, Julie? <laughs> no. I, I want to talk about this because I want to know what you guys, if you guys knew about it, if, yeah. So obviously, Julie, you, you've never heard of it or you don't recall. Okay. So can I ask what month this occurred in? In 2016? Because I had a well, baby in May of 2016, and so I might have been distracted. Oh, you might have just not wanted to watch the news. Yes. Well, yeah. Also, that's at the start, you know, the uh, Trump presidential race was going on. Yeah, mm. there was lots of good reasons to avoid the news at that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what do, you, what do you remember, Kate? Well, I'm really excited for you to clarify things, because what I remember is that it was just kind of people were putting on really creepy clown masks and being weirdos. But now that I say that and I'm trying to explain back to you what I think it was, I don't actually know if crimes were committed or if people were just being weird, again, being weirdos in clown costumes, like trying to freak people out but not actually harming them. Was there anybody who got attacked? Was, you know, were they... But I just remember, and it was like another clown, another, uh, you know, it was, it was very, it was weird, <laughs> but please tell me all about it. So that's funny, Julie. I'm just loving this. Um, Cause I felt the same. Like, so my perception at the time was that there was gangs of people dressing like clowns and chasing people down and may or may not be attacking them. 
And you remember, like, it was on the news, obviously? Like, it was on the news. Okay. Anyways, it's, um, so the clown hysteria, hysteria kind of revolved around two nightmare scenarios. One was that people dressed as clowns were preying on children. In, um, like, mm-hmm. jumping out at them or worse? There were some stories of, like, them trying to lure them into the woods and such. Oh. And like what I mentioned, like kind of like chasing people down and stuff. And the second one was people who were representing clowns um, dressed as professionals um, to scare people like on street corners, that kind of thing. But the funny thing about it was that as Kate kind of alluded to, there was actually no evidence anywhere that the scenario is like actually happening. So there was definitely um, people reporting things, but there was no major attacks or anything from clowns um the only thing that actually did happen was that um people reacting to hoax clown sightings across the country may have resulted in the fatal stabbing of a 16 year old boy who happened to have a clown mask i'm not sure he was wearing it but oh um, my goodness so so it's actually the opposite (laughs) was that um the only thing turned on the clowns yeah people were turning on the clowns exactly when it kind of started, the biggest, the, kind of the beginning of it, of course, the the kind of epicenter of this was started off in the United States of America. As um, most of these <laughs> weird kind of houses do. Yeah. And kind of like an really early part of it was in August. So not too terribly long after your child's birth, Julie. Um, <laughs> there was a clown in Green Bay called Gags the Clown, who was just kind of standing on a street corner and creeping people out. Okay. But it was people. But just were really... be, he was just dressed as a clown being a creepy, clown. a weirdo. Like, like, Kate yeah. said. like a scary, like a scary face clown. Yeah. But it turned out that he was actually just uh, doing a viral marketing stunt for a, a low budget horror movie. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. However, it did kind of start going viral and it kind of set the tone for, um, what Vox calls the clown-related madness that has beset the country ever since. So a lot of these articles that were written were all written right around that time. Like, so it was interesting because the mix of articles is like, there's a clown attack happening, and then there's like a couple months later, you start talking about clown hoaxes. So it, like, it was very much um, believed to be a real thing. And so the next clown hoax, which I think kind of was more around more around what was actually happening, which was. Um, multiple school children in Greenville, South Carolina, reported seeing a group of scary clowns whispering and making noises at the edge of a local woods. Um, well, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a police investigation reported that there was no corroboration or evidence that the clowns existed um, and were likely like exacerbated, they say, by anonymous hoax phone calls. But that didn't stop... Um, it, the pl- clown panic from sweeping the city. Oh uh, and the clown hoaxes spread rapidly throughout the Carolinas. Uh, and multiple clowns, like there's a list of the states that it was, that they were reported in. And, uh, and they're like, I think, I mean, I could, it's probably most of Florida, Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Louisiana, Texas, on, on, and on, and on. So they were, it was all over the country. And um, all have either come to nothing, been debunked, or resulted in more arrests from false reporting. So um, in September, the New York Times called the clown hoaxes a contagion because it was just spreading all over the place. And like I said, I mean, my knowledge of it wasn't even that um, 
that it was necessarily happening in the States. I remember thinking that it was happening uh, or closer to home. And actually, I did find an article of a cl- an alleged clown chasing incident in Sylvan Lake that was oh, happening during Alberta. that time on October 5th. Yes, exactly. And so there was videos posted on a social media site of a youth being chased down by a person dressed as a clown um, from a local playground. What? Oh, my God. So, well, I just want to understand, like, the hoax aspect of it. Was the hoax that people were calling in and saying that there was a clown sighting? Or was the hoax that people were dressing up as clowns just to mess with everybody else? I think it sounds like a little bit of both because you said there was it in some cases it led to arrests because people were calling in fake, fake sightings. Okay. Right. But then I think my, at least again, my understanding of the situation was that then people were just kind of fanning the flame by dressing up as a clown and not doing anything but right. other than just being a clown and people were freaking out about it right exactly, exactly. Oh so God. there was there was definitely yeah some weird clown like activities but and and they there was some <laughs> examples cited of like bank robbers being done but that's like kind of you know wearing like a mask like that but right well there I wasn't mean- that makes mm-hmm. sense. If you're going to rob a bank yeah. at that time, why not go for the clown mask? Everybody's freaked out about it anyway. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, it was just interesting how it spread. Uh, and like I said, I mean, all three of us had very different experiences <laughs> with it. Um, but uh, again, sorry, just to finish off the Sylvan Lake incident. Uh, it was completely a hoax. It was, must've been like a setup video and there okay. was a, a charge of public mischief pending against a Sylvan Lake youth. So probably a couple of people got together and filmed a video to kind of fan the flames, as we were saying. Right. So like one buddy was the clown and the other buddy was the one being chased. It was all I mean, for fun. One could assume. I'm not 100% sure how that sh- shook out. Okay. But hmm. that sounds like it's probably what it was. Huh. Um, so the poor gentleman who got stabbed wasn't the only... Um, downside of this hoax and panic that it had actually a pretty big uh impact on the clown community i would imagine that it would um jordan jones who works part-time portraying snuggles the clown in a haunted house said that he feared for his life well yeah and that's kind of an that's uh yeah that's a serious side effect of you know, th- I mean, obviously this young man was, there was a man who was murdered for either yeah, having a clown mask or being dressed up as a clown. And that's, um, yeah. It was kind of that thing where there was more people seeking out clowns. Right. Than actually doing things bad as clowns. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Right. So he was worried yeah. about the people who were reciprocating and he said, we're not people in the woods. I'm not the enemy. So I just thought that was an interesting little interlude. Very no, interesting. It, it's very interesting and it's totally valid because obviously there was a hysteria happening where people were and and it just goes to show you how little it takes for people to get sort of freaked out by and I mean there's already a lot like I mean you look at the movie It um mm-hmm. obviously there's creepy clowns and that's nothing new but then to have that reinforced and and you know our media often doesn't help to think that 
something terrible was happening and that people were dressing up as clowns, whether they had malicious intent or just wanted to be mischief makers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get why he he was concerned, maybe not for his life, but certainly that he could be at risk of some sort of reciprocation for sure. Although it's interesting because he wasn't like, because there's clowns, like I, when I worked at the children's hospital, there was like professional clowns yeah, who were trying to spread joy. I don't know. How, yeah. like, I don't know. But he's at a haunted house. So he's, he's even, anyways, oh, whatever. Good point. There's yeah. different, right? Yeah. So, but clown-like characters have been around for thousands of years. Jesters and clowns have been a vehicle for satire, poking fun at powerful people. So they've provided a safety valve for letting off steam um, to grant unique freedom of expression. So it's interesting because I think sometimes we think, oh, clowns are these are supposed to be these joyous, um, but they've always had kind of like a, a kind of a mystery, an air of mystery around them. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. not just joyful, um, happy-go-lucky, whatever. They've always kind of, you know, like they're out there, their pranks are like, shooting water out of their flowers and stuff. You know what I mean? They're all, they, they do have like a good evil kind of, yeah. Yeah. A mischievous thing built into them. So yeah, I I think it's totally natural. I guess jesters and other persons like that uh, date back as far as ancient Egypt. The first, the English word clown first appeared in the 1500s when Shakespeare used the term to describe foolish characters in several of his plays. Hmm. They have an interesting history but then they also there's a lot of cre- perso- like creepy personas around them. Of course, the serial killer Jane Wayne, John Wayne Gacy, who uh, killed um, at least thirty three people. No, no, oh. ah, he was um, in the 1970s. He um, would appear at children's birthday parties as Pogo the Clown. Oh my God! For real? Yeah, yeah you've never. Have you not heard of John Wayne Gacy? I do not listen to the 46 true crime podcast that you guys listen to. Okay. <laughs> I, I've i heard the name, obviously. Yeah. But I had no, no, I thought, was he the one who shot John Lennon? Uh, obviously not. And I honestly don't know that I want to know this story. I might earmuff. Oh, God. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he, so there's like some, there's that creepy persona. Then, of course, as you mentioned, there's the, Pennywise from Stephen King's movies. There's killer clowns from outer space in 1988. Ah, A scary clown doll under the bed in Poltergeist, Zombieland. So yeah, there's just been this kind of creepy clown. Now, are you guys scared of clowns? Not innately. No, me neither. I, I certainly don't see, you know, a clown at a child's birthday party and have the phobia that some people do in which they are like, I, I, I understand that that's a people, there are some people who just cannot handle um, mm-hmm. the sight of a clown, but no, I've never, no, I wouldn't say yeah, I'm, I'm scared of clowns. I mean, you make a, you make a clown scary and I'm going to be scared of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> like it is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If there's a guy on the street corner who's trying to freak you out or lure you into the woods, that's terrifying. If I saw a clown standing at the edge of the woods, I'm probably not going to approach them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Apparently there's only only about 2% of, well, then they call it a, they call it a irrational fear of clowns, which is cholrophobia. So I'm assuming cool. So it's C-O-U-L-rophobia. So cholrophobia, cholrophobia. Um, and apparently about 2% of adults have that fear. Hmm. 
But it's interesting because a rational fear of clowns would say to me, like, kind of what we're saying. Like, we have rational fears of clowns if they're if they have a murderous rage. Right. Sure. But in general, not that scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I I truthfully haven't had a whole lot of interaction with clowns. I think I don't I don't even know if I've met one in real life. (laughs) But I'm sure I've, I've dressed up as a clown. Have oh. you? Yeah. And it wasn't even for Halloween. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, me and my, me and our friend Kaylee dressed up as a clown. It was something to do. We were in university and I think we were promoting something for the student council. And so we were like, and I'm, when I say dressed up as a clown, like, I mean, full, it's the only time I've done full on face makeup big wig like clown suit the big shoes yeah what were we doing <laughs> were you standing on the edge of the woods carrying yeah. was Whispering. it 2016 <laughs> no this was years ago um the only other thing i'll add to that is i think some i, I read a little bit like children have a particular fear of clowns just because i mean it's like kids are afraid of santa claus right but right. um kind of just like the way they can't read the emotion on their face, you know, yeah. they have painted on smile and all that. Like they just don't. So uh, in a 20, 2008 study conducted in England, um, they, sh- they concluded that the common practice, and I don't know if this is common anymore, but they used to decorate a children's hospital ward with um, pictures of clowns. Oh God. Um, and it actually had the opposite of effect of a nurturing environment. Most kids did not like the pictures at all. Yeah. Interesting. I could see yeah. that. I, I mean, but and also, I mean, as a as anybody, a hospital is never the place you want to be. So I think it that's that would be very hard to decorate it in a way that would make you want to to be there. Yeah. But you certainly could, um, I guess, make it more um, inviting. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I, I don't know how they qualify that part of it, but I definitely know in general that that clowns are not seen as the most calming thing. So yeah, I, um, I thought that was really interesting. Cause like I said, I, I actually just came across the article with the word hoax in it. And I, up to this point had thought that something fairly substantial had been happening. Um, but when you get into these mass hysteria hoaxes, it's so interesting. Apparently at one point there was a huge hysteria brought on by that Dungeons and Dragons inspired Satanism. Um, oh, yeah. And then there was also you knew that Julia like well, in the eight, like satanic panic like that time when everybody thought everything had to do everything bad was because somebody was in yeah like, worship I don't know <laughs> that might have been a um I don't know I feel like the Dungeons and Dragons one was a bit more recent but yeah that's another really good example like um the satanic panic it's very similar to this in that it's very unclear if there was actually any satanism happening or if it was completely a thing that was propagated by like media and fear and stuff like that yeah sure but yeah, you're right. That there was other examples. I was just I would just quickly googled. Yeah, that Dungeons and Dragons stuff was part of that whole satanic panic. There was also like a I didn't look into this enough, but there was like a Pokemon panic kind of thing too. But I remember, do you remember when we used to, when we had those pogs in school? Oh yeah, the yeah. pogs. Yeah. And there was and and I was reading about that cuz I was like there I feel like there was a time when they were banned because kids were getting so aggressive with them and like 
And then, so now all the articles are like, pogs are banned. (laughs) I was curious if that was similar. Like maybe like one kid got in a fight and suddenly pogs are banned. Or maybe they were having a lot of problems with them. But it's just funny how these things. Yeah, they take hold in the media and they just, yeah, they're rampant. It's wild. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, uh, this Halloween. You're going as a clown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finding Kate's big shoes and... It's so fascinating. I had no idea. And yeah, I was very clueless to this whole hysteria. I'm certainly glad it's passed. Like, I remember being a little bit scared about it. Yeah. Well, the thought of running into anybody at the edge of the woods whispering at you is already enough. Never mind if they were also dressed like a clown and you weren't quite sure if people were like, like I, even the people who are just there for mischief making, I I don't want to engage with those people. Like, I'm, mm, <laughs> no, thank you. That's the quote of the I day. don't need your flower water in my face. <laughs> not not that I don't want to engage with the clowning community. It's just <laughs> the people who are dressing up as clowns solely to further like cause panic. Those mm. are the people I don't want to engage. I mean, I we, we definitely will post this, but I just looked up um, a picture of John Wayne Gacy as Pogo the Clown, and I encourage you to as well, Julie, because that's terrifying. No, um, I want to look it up too. No, that's really interesting and very timely as we approach Thank October. You. And maybe, you know, maybe this will um, shed some, I don't want to say, not necessarily uh empathy or sympathy onto the clowning community but uh you know next time you're stuck for a costume where you don't know what to be for halloween then i hope um you know Kristen's Kristen's discussion today makes you think you should give clowns a second chance <laughs> give them a, not. another chance <laughs> and julie do you have a good news story for us i do Before I get into my good news story, just a reminder, this is going to come out um, right before the RET Run. Just a reminder to all our listeners, Mm. get online and sign up, theretrun.com, and register. It's a virtual run, so you can do it at your own time and pace, and it's well worth it because it's an amazing cause, and uh, our, our dear friend Kate is the founder and chair of the RET Run. It's the only way I was going to be chair of anything. I had to do it myself. (laughs) No, thank you for that PSA, Julie. Um, It's going to be a ton of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, So my good news story this week, I think that everybody on this call is a fan of the show, The Office, um, Mm -hmm. both UK and American versions, as I recall. And I also am to the point where I listen to the podcast, The Office Ladies, which is sort of a kind of behind the scenes retelling rewatch um, show. And they recently talked about a topic and I thought it tied in nicely with a really good news story we had a couple of weeks ago, which is about, there's a, a pretty funny episode of the office in wherein uh, the whole office has to take a CPR seminar. And during oh. that, the CPR teacher tells us that to do chest compressions at the right rate to sing the song, stay in the life. And mm-hmm. recently on the Office Ladies podcast, they had talked about how there have been several reported cases where individuals didn't 
know CPR necessarily, but they remembered that on the office, they said, keep those compressions going to the song uh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees and have saved lives because of it. What? Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Yes. So I just wanted to like, you know, we had talked a few weeks ago about having the, you know, CPR do do go take a CPR course, but something to bear in mind. Don't just watch The Office. Don't just watch The Office. <laughs> Find but... episode 26 of season four. <laughs> but that it is something just to keep in the back of your mind as a tempo um, because you want to get your compressions between 100 to 120 beats per minute. And Staying Alive is a great song for that. Hmm. And there's a few other songs that I thought I'd throw out there. Um, so... Hey. BGs aren't your your flavor. In case they're not your flavor, <laughs> we've got Dancing Queen by ABBA. We've oh, got yeah. Mop, theme, Mbop by Hanson. Right? We've got Rumor Has It, Adele. Fly by Sugar Ray. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson. And Ooh. One Week by The Bare Naked Ladies. Um, so I encourage everybody, yeah, just to keep any of these songs in the back of your mind. The Eye of the Tiger, for you know, the band Survivor. It's the mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger. And I'm doing the little mm-hmm. compressions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stronger by Britney Spears and Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So just some, few- some of those seem like they have very different beats, but I'll trust yeah, them. Yeah, but at the same time, some for everybody. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> And it is a spectrum. It's from 100 to 120 beats oh, per right, minute. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. So, yes. yeah, there's a few, quite a few songs in there. But I think Staying Alive is is a great song to keep in your mind because Staying Alive, you're trying to keep somebody alive. So, um, yeah. there you go. And that's oh, my great. good news story. So um, It's like a mantra and a song. It's a mantra and yeah. a song. Staying Alive. CPR. Go sign up for your course. That's my happy news for the week. Awesome. I'm starting with the man <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> that that one feels, sounds a little slow. It sounds a little slow. <laughs> Maybe the remix. <laughs> it's like very specifically the remix version. Do not sing the yeah, original it's version. Very <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, that is a great news story. Um, thanks for that, Julie. No problem. Well, yeah. everybody. Did you find what you were looking for? 